0: Welcome to the Dope CFO Podcast, where you can find the best information for accountants and bookkeepers that want to start and grow a highly profitable and flexible remote cannabis accounting firm with your hosts, Naomi Granger and Andrew Hunziker. Now that's dope. So now we're going to get into how we make. So we've told you all the different softwares. We told you that some work, some don't work, some you know we have to deal with. Now here's how we actually make it work.
1: And it's um, yeah, it's a lot of work to make it work. Is <laughs> <It's laughs> the first answer. And so there is work that needs to go on at the client site daily and weekly and there's work that we kind of space our work out every month starting. So in a typical cycle on the last day of the month, we're making darn sure. We're getting inventory counts, cash counts. We also like to see inventory and cash counts weekly, if not definitely daily for cash. There's so much cash in the business. And then our first week, we're making sure all the end of the month data is input. We're looking at problem areas and whatnot. That rolls into our month end system and tie out system. We're reconciling every single balance sheet account and all these different systems. That rolls into review, hopefully by the 15th. And then we're hopefully finishing up by the 20th. But we're we're trying to pull all these different systems together, um, including the metric or state run reports something we call the flower calendar, which is our operational data we need from the client to help do cost accounting. We do all of our cost accounting work papers, as well as using our tailored chart of accounts and perpetual data room, which is basically where all the important documents are stored all the time and always at the ready because you'll find you're constantly having to look for agreements, leases, um, debt agreements or whatever to do the the specific accounting, and it can be very messy. I know just at the farm I worked at CFO, we had literally dozens and dozens of convertible notes, warrants, stock options, very complex stuff for just a single entity farm. Yeah. Let me um, let's go to the next slide, and we'll. Yeah, so um,
0: of... we're going to jump into a, an actual example, which is going to get, it's going to kind of look confusing and messy. We've have twice as many people on here than we had at the beginning. So I just want to remind you guys, if you have questions, ask those. There's a QA and a box for your questions. And if you just have something like a chat or a comment, you can use the chat box. But please just keep questions in the Q&A box as we go through this example.
1: Okay, so I made this, and I'm actually and created this recently.
0: How many of you guys are dizzy now? <laughs> yeah.
1: So this is just to quickly show that this will make you dizzy. And so this is just a typical retailer, a mom and pop. So we built this for our client here to uh, to explain what we're trying to do weekly and monthly to make sure we're following the rules, both for the IRS, for their investors, for the bank. So, for example, for an Oregon. And anywhere there's cannabis banks, they practically do an audit every quarter, and they will go through all your systems in detail, and they will reconcile them, and they'll be like, well, why does metrics say you sold this much, and GreenBits, your POS, says you sold this much, and QuickBooks said gives us yet a third number for sales for the month. And so we found many people in the industry aren't reconciling these things at all. They're just inputting data and hoping it's right. And so that that just doesn't work this is also another reason why we charge very high fees to these clients because it is a lot of work and it does not ease up um, if you're going to actually stay on this and do it right so i kind of made this simple example to highlight the systems that are typical this would be an example of of a mom-and-pop retailer here in oregon that i use and really in this example i just said this is the first day of business And the growers show up, and we bought 10 pounds a pot at a 1,000 a pound. So we spent $10,000 over here on the left. And during the day, we're going to sell a pound. And normally, you wouldn't actually sell a pound. You'd be selling in grams. But let's just say we sold one pound during the day at $2,000 a pound. And half of that, we got in cash. And half of that, we got in credit card. So we basically bought 10 pounds. We sold a pound. So hopefully we have nine pounds left over at the end of the day and we have sales of $2,000. So when you look at this and I put kind of, as you scan through this red, the red boxes with the red are the actual pieces of software, black are the actions and blue I called the truth and we'll get to that. But so over on the left, you've got people inputting data into the POS system and into the QuickBooks system. So if they're buying inventory and spending $10,000, someone will go over and input at a high level into QuickBooks, say, flower, debit flower, 10,000 credit cash, 10,000 or or accounts payable, whatever that may be. Maybe the same person or different persons over here, entering it into the POS system, in this case, GreenBits, and they're inputting the data there and then, Sometimes you have to go enter it well, I will say it 's a mix some many p o s systems tell that they sync with metric or the state run software, so theoretically you don 't have to do anything if you input it into green bits, it goes straight to the metric without you doing anything. Well, our specific client is doing this, and we found out actually um Matt the bank pointed out they caught a reconciliation one month that these two numbers didn't agree even though they were syncing automatically which is a little bit scary to think about um when software's doing it automatically so that was no manual entry there so they enter the data here in the pos so now on day one greenbit has 10 pounds of flour and the accounting software correctly debits inventory for ten thousand dollars then you come along and you sell the pot $2,000 and you end up with $1,000 in your vault. Usually they have vaults on site and you end up with another $1,000 in your merchant services account. Now, a lot of these merchant services softwares are very clunky as well, and they are very challenging to reconcile. They will often have four or five, six different fees they're taking out and transactions. Sometimes they're required to give cash back to the customer due to other rules. And so it's you can literally have to reconcile these daily to make sure sure they are accurate and match up to the POS. I did put the users of each of these different software. So generally, you've got management, you've got board, you've got the staff, you've got the accountants. You have different users in each of these pieces of software, and you also have the banks. They're wanting to see so the banks they will ask for these reports each quarter. They wanna see the state reports, they wanna see the POS reports, they wanna see the accounting reports out of Accounting Suite or QuickBooks or whatever. Um, and so what I call blue is the truth. So your systems, again, systems can print out whatever they want and they can make it look pretty. That doesn't mean it's the truth, it doesn't mean it's right. So you can come in at the end of the day, we've only had one day and say, I'm gonna print out a report on inventory from GreenBits and I'm gonna print one out for metric and I'm gonna print one out in our accounting software and they may or may not agree with each other. And so the truth is, you need to be counting inventory, cycle counts, monthly counts the more counts the better The be cash we count daily because you want to know and you'll find even with a good cash counting system you may be off a little bit so in this situation at the end of the day we counted our inventory we figured we had if we had printed our system if we had printed green bits it would have said we had nine pounds a pot because we sold one but when we counted and weighed it we only had eight and a half pounds and so that could have been done from shrinkage, it could have been someone dropped some on the floor, it could have been somebody stole some. who knows We also counted our cash. We were supposed to have a thousand dollars of cash. We only had nine hundred eighty again, someone could have put twenty dollars in their pocket. someone may could have collected twenty dollars too little on a sale. There could have been many many issues, and so these counts are what you have to do so if anyone tells you their software is good and they 're not doing daily or weekly counts and reconciling they don't really know if their reports or their software are good or not. So once you do this counting data, then you start reconciling things to each other. So for example, the POS system, you're reconciling to cash counts, to the accounting software, to the state seed to sale, also to the cash and deposits in the bank and merchant receivable. Seed to sale software, same thing, reconciling that back to the accounting software, to the POS, making sure it ties to purchases as well. Merchant services, you have to go tie that out. You can usually log in online with their systems, make sure your your Greenbus POS will tell you how much you did in merchant services. And hopefully it will match up with what the merchant services software tells you the truth. And so I listed up here on the right. Well, first of all, at the top, when you're talking about inventory in a Retail environment, there's really five accounts we're, we're concerned about. Three of them are balance sheet, two are PL. So the balance sheet accounts are cash, merchant receivables, and inventory. Those are balance sheet accounts. We want to make sure they exist and they match the accounts um, and are accurate. On the p and side, we want to make sure sales ties out to deposits, the POS, and the actual cash and merchant services we get, cost of goods sold, same deal. We want to make sure it ties out to the inventory we purchase into the POS system, and also compare it to reasonableness um, via analytics. So we can, we can do some analytics on that account as well. I listed some problem areas that we've already talked about a lot of this. Most The software, most of it's very new. It's buggy. It doesn't always work. Um, for example, GreenBits is a good example. On the sales side, we we tie it out daily to cash and merchant services. We have very little problems. It almost ties out daily. And so on the metric side, we'll find those reports are off and off on the sales side or the um, inventory side. But on the sales cash merchant receivable piece of the transaction, it's pretty good. On the inventory side, green bits can get clunky. You can input a price of $25,000 a pound instead of 2500 a pound. And it, it because of the way the SKUs and the ID numbers, it's very hard to go back. Even if you know it's an error, it's hard to go back and change it. So, so you have to start looking and sorting and tracking errors from month to month. Um, you can have data entered wrong in the POS or accounting software or in both. You could you could enter the weight correctly in one of the systems and wrong in the other system. Depends who's in inputting the data. Sometimes it's accountant, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's multiple people. So, um, we, again, we talked about the wrong unit of measure is used in one of these systems. Is it a gram, is it a pound, is it a milliliter? What is it? Is it a unit like one? If you're selling a gummy bear, that's a one. Or if you're selling flour, it's a weight. Um, so, and again, that makes it challenging when you're, when you're totaling up. Say in our, our software in GreenBits, we have 14,000 SKUs in the system, and we're trying to total things up. Some of them are sold by the each, like, say, a bong. You buy one or you don't buy one, and some things are sold by weight. So that adds more issues as well. We also have syncing issues where softwares that say they sync, but they don't always sync correctly. And so you have to reconcile that as well. So I think I've hit most of the pieces of this slide, which... Yeah, I
0: just want to at a high level just talk, and this will answer also some people's questions. So um, Lourdes asked, is there a purchase order number, the unique tracking field? The problem is there aren't any unique tra- tracking fields. So you have several systems that don't talk to each other and they have their own fields. And a lot of times when you have a reconciliation issue, it's really hard to pinpoint it, especially if you have 14,000 SKUs and you have things coming in. You have manual entries. So you have um, manual entries into several different systems. They might be by different people or different professionals. They may or may not have an accounting background. So if you don't have a system established so that they know exactly how to enter those things properly in each system, you're not going to be able to reconcile each other. And um, and so they also don't talk to each other. So they they have to be reconciled manually, regularly. They have bugs and sometimes they don't report accurately. So sometimes we've seen them, a summarized version and a detailed version with different numbers so the summarized version might have a million dollars and the detailed has you know nine hundred and nine nine hundred thousand or whatever and so there's a difference between the same system just two different reports out of the same system Um,
1: one thing related to that and we're talking about reports and these in whether it's a farm or a retailer we're talking about many, many SKUs and many different units of measure. So it gets really complex really quickly. And and even then you get into more complex issues like moving product between stores or between a wholesale license and a retail license. And this stuff gets really complex really quickly. And that's why I was saying, yes, other industries use Excel, but it's nothing like this. So this is, and again, someone, Made a comment and um, thank you. This is a great help tool for showing clients the value. Yeah, the ones that get it, get it. That this is really important for them. As a matter of fact, it's required for them to stay in business to be doing this correctly. And nine out of 10 are not doing this kind of analysis and work or even yeah. close to it.
0: And, and also, with all this confusion, there's room for, for shrinkage. So, I mean, if employees know that there's all these um, discrepancies, they're going to, there's a a room for them to start stealing inventory and stealing cash. So that's another thing that's going to cause issues. You don't know, it's hard to pinpoint it. And I I like that I see it a couple of times where people are saying, you know, how much do you charge for this? This is very complex. We do encourage our members of our program to charge high fees because there's a lot of work involved and you don't realize how much work is involved until you start getting into the meat of things. So I think this is a really good presentation to kind of point out how complex this really is right now how different it is this is not what you'll see at your local dentist or your local restaurant when you're doing their accounting Um, and that's why this is such a a great niche to try to specialize in
1: and so and stephanie related that was saying if there is an issue in inventory and there will be how easy is it to fix in each system so they each have processes to fix things and so like in in metric for example, you can go in and make, and there is an audit trail in metric. Like we changed this because of this, that, and the other. And so I remember one time at the farm when I was CFO there, there were just hundreds of corrections. And it was it was almost, and I would talk to metric, the people who make the software and like, this just doesn't work. It's crazy that we have to we have to change these things daily. So it's not easy.
0: Yeah, awesome. So I think we beat this one up.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's, um. so that's just on, um, the retail side so now think about this many retailers you have are going to be adding in a grow totally different set of complex issues to figure out each month including transfer pricing between their grow and their shop or maybe they own part of the grow and then They also wanna do chemical manufacturing and processing to make vape pens and whatnot. And so you got a whole nother set of issues and you're trying to move product through the supply chain from farming through chemical manufacturer, through food production into retail.